podcast dedicated to helping you navigate these hyper-sexualized times of ours. And in today's episode, we're offering you a formula. It's something that I've been really working on, and it's a formula of how to create joy, happiness, connection, regardless of your external circumstances. And this is really important. Because a lot of times you're just bummed out for no reason. You're stuck in your head. You're reliving past mistakes. You're letting something in your mind torture your soul. And so if you want to break that habit and create excitement and joy and wonderment and all the things that that feed us on a deep level anywhere, anytime, then please listen to this episode and learn how you can generate joy and, and happiness and connection anywhere, anytime. It's a formula that is built for the ages. Enjoy. All right, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back. My name is Andrew Robert Love, and this is Rudasuke Young Jun Samuel Uyama. Wait, at what your service. Is that four <laughs> names? Yeah. He started. Yep. That's it. That's the whole. But I only showed thing. up with three names. You, you have four. You, I, I didn't know I was going to be upstage. What are they again? It sounded like it got blurry in the middle. Yeah, it's a uh, so it's Japanese, Korean, English names: Runasuke, Youngjun, Samuel, Uyama. And all together, it means man who eats many hamburgers on Tuesday. Yes, <laughs> you got it. It's the Chinese characters, right? It's it's up to up for interpretation. They invented hamburgers. Yeah, a long time ago. Uh, well, what does do they they each have their own meaning, or does it form a sentence with four names? You could really like that's like a haiku almost. Yeah, if I if you were what's called an anagram when you scramble the letters to be something yeah. else, I, I got a lot of room. Yeah, <laughs> got it. Today we're gonna talk about um, a formula, formula that I've been applying definitely in my own life, but one that I've been advocating for the groups that I helped to facilitate over the recent weeks and months. And anybody that I'm a, an accountability partner for, it's all, it's all a very simple formula. And there's a lot of room for your own creativity. Actually, creativity is a fundamental aspect of this formula. Uh, it's being creative rather than passive. And so it's a formula to help you, I don't know, experience joy. <laughs> let's, let's say that. Uh, and I, it's distilled. It's a lot. I've been working on this for years personally, uh, in order to minimize and marginalize uh, stress and anxiety and fear and all this negative stuff, and then to create more joy, more fulfillment, more wholeness, and all these good things that we do want. And so it definitely, Mm -hmm. definitely applies to somebody who's on the road to recovery, somebody who's seeking to remove their negative stuff, you know, their negative habits and, and quirks and negative thoughts and all, and replace them, substitute them with the stuff that they really want. Okay. So that's mm. what this is about. Sounds good. Yeah. This is uh this episode, ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, Andrew's taking the lead. I'm just here for the ride. Maybe piggyback someone, what he says. The floor Please is yours. Grill me. You can grill me though. <laughs> Sammy's job is to be the attorney who's going to grill me and make sure that I'm explaining it well, because I understand it, but only, and so I'm describing it in a way that makes sense to me, but Sometimes I speak in a language that nobody understands. Okay, so the basic formula, and this is, a, again, a hybrid of different theories and different possibilities from many different people that I've been studying um, in the personal development fields and psychologists, whatever, different people. Uh, and it's this, okay? First step, to have a very clear image 
for what you do want in your mind. Second step is to allow yourself to experience what you're picturing in your heart and in your body physiologically. And then the third step is that you don't leave your meditation or your prayer where you're practicing this without believing that it's already in existence, that it already has happened. Not that it's some future thing that you're chasing after, but instead something that already exists. Okay. So that's it in a nutshell, but I want to get into the details of all this. Any questions so far, mm-hmm. Sammy? You'll just have to explain. So far, it sounds like a, a uh, mind trick kind of thing, like a uh, yeah. phys- some, you, not mind trick, but some meditative thing, right? Like we, we're trying to shift your, put yourself in a certain state. Exactly. And so this is the thing is when, when people hear this, they're like, oh, no, you're just tricking yourself. And my conclusion is we are always tricking ourselves. If you're fearful or anxious about the future, you're tricking yourself to be thus. You have no idea what's going to happen in five minutes from now, let alone tomorrow, let alone in two weeks from now. But the fact that you're anticipating negative results means that you're preparing your body for negative results, okay? So constantly, I do this. I'm a very anxious person. And so I always, I was really stuck in this routine of envisioning all the bad things that might happen and letting them come into my nervous system so that I would feel them in advance. And how crappy is that? And we all do it. Sammy, what, let, let me ask you, what, what do you do that with? Like for a lot of people, it's money, worried about not having enough money. Or for some people, it's, I don't know, food or overeating or whatever. What's your thing? Um, well, it'll be time. Like, oh, there's like so busy and not enough time. Um, physically, just this back thing I've been dealing with for a long time, just res- resigned whether that'll ever get healed. Yeah, perfect. So, I mean, I, I have one person that I help. He's in one of my groups. And he's also, he really busted himself up so badly. And this is causing him so much anxiety because he's been bed, not bed bound, but he couch bound. He can barely walk and he's been barely able to walk for months now. But the fact is that he's constantly under emotional stress and that's inhibiting his ability to physically repair himself. Your body repairs itself from most things. I don't want to say anything because I cannot prove that about leprosy or something. I don't know about those things. But most things, especially broken bones or your back, joints, aches, pains, things like this, your body can repair them itself when you are in a state to allow it to be reparative. And that's by being in a really high enjoyable state where, you know, like where good things are flowing instead of the cortisol, the, you know, all the stuff that comes with anxiety, which prevents you from healing. So that's why this, this first step is like so basic, but it eludes all of us. I mean, we hardly ever do it, which is steeping your mind in the possibility of what if what if what would it what like and getting detailed about what would it look like to have an amazing day in the, in the area of sexual integrity what would a perfect day look like what would you be doing with your time and energy if you weren't wasting it online what would you be doing with your thoughts if you weren't wasting them fantasizing what would you be doing like what type of thoughts would you be having would you be having all sorts of um imaginative thoughts where you're creating solutions to problems, you know, like, are you a, are you a, a Nikola Tesla type that just go, gets lost in inventing? Or would you write poetry and get really creative and write songs, music or whatever? Would you, I don't know. I don't know. There's a million different opportunities, but the fact is that we don't even anticipate by planning for having 
such a day. So we just have the same day we had yesterday. And we are just in this habitual state of thinking where we just think the same thoughts we did yesterday. And then we end up mm-hmm. getting the same feelings we got yesterday and the day before and the day before mm-hmm. and the day before. Okay. So by, first of all, setting your mind in, in a very clear way towards a future of your choosing, then now you're looking for that future. You're looking for the opportunity that might even be so much closer or all around you, but you're not even looking for it because you don't even know what mm-hmm. to look for. So many people that we meet, Sammy, we, they're like, I want to get rid of this bad thing. And then you say, okay, well, what would you like to replace it with? They don't know. Most people don't know what heaven on earth will look like because they've never given it any serious thought. And just put that, to put that in a personal context, what would an exceedingly joyful life look like? And if you can't answer that, which most people can't, the vast majority of people actually have no idea because they, it's almost like if you're, if you're down, if you're down experiencing negative emotions and then your mind starts to think about all the things you want, it almost brings you like negative feelings. Have you ever had that? Like when you're sick and you think about playing soccer and it just makes you feel more sick. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, well, I, yeah, that makes sense. It's the idea that there, you know what you want, but it's not attainable which would yeah. make you resentful towards that. Exactly. And this is, and this is, and I, I want to get into high states and low states after I explain this formula a little bit, because that's, that's really the trick about all this. And so the next, so that's envisioning. And it means to really allow your imagination to wonder what if there were no limitations? What if there are no limitations in your life and everything that you experienced to be a limitation was just self-imposed? And those could be removed. And then allowing your mind to wander. But that's not enough, okay? Letting your mind wander is great. That's the first exercise, okay? Because it first puts you in a higher state of mind, but then also after you're done praying or meditating, you're then wondering and looking for these opportunities and they're much more likely to present themselves. And then the second thing is letting your heart and your body follow the feeling of the thing that you're envisioning, which is not easy but I've been doing it more and more and it's the most amazing thing in the world, which is you get, you create a mental picture and then you experience it as though that was happening right now in your body. Uh, and that could be excitement. It could be, you know, like for me, even if you're fighting with your spouse to imagine what it would be like to be cuddling them and hugging them and all the negativity seems to just kind of fade away. And then it prepares you when you see that person next to be in a much better state to, to greet them, right? But it's like allowing your self to deeply experience the emotions of the future that you're picturing in your mind now, now in the present, okay? And again, we do this all the time. When you anticipate getting into a fight with somebody and you go through that in your mind or you've gotten in a fight with somebody in the past and you relive that, your body is experiencing it again and again and again and again. That's why people who are traumatized at an early age, a lot of times, they've re-experienced the same trauma thousands or hundreds of thousands of times throughout the course of, of their years because it, it's just going on in their mind and they're feeling it in their body. Do you know what I'm saying, Sammy? Are you, are you with me still? I'm just kind of taking it at face value what you say. You know, I've, okay. you know, I've got like these questions of uh, how do I know that that's, you know, or, or not, not, not what you're just saying, but like this step one, two, three about getting clear on what you want and then um, experiencing it in the moment. That was step two, right? Visualizing? Yeah, experiencing... Yeah. experiencing in your body what your mind is producing as an image, right? Right. You picture it and then, and then you feel it. And step three was um, like act as if it was 
your current reality, something like that? Yeah, absolutely. That you stop, see when we're, we're kind of in lower states, all we see mm-hmm. is the separation. But when we're in a mm-hmm. joyful state, there's no separation between you and I. When I'm, when I'm saturated, like when you have a really good prayer and you're saturated in, in the Holy Spirit or whatever, Mm-hmm. There's no separation between me and you. It's just love. It's like the cheesiest thing mm-hmm. to say as I say it, but that's the experience is of oneness. And it's transcendent of all the things that we delineate in our small thinking, in our small living, mm-hmm. right? Okay, got it. So from a, practically, I understand the value of one and two, where it's like, yeah, you have to know clearly what you want and then getting clear what that looks like. And then um, the practical my practical nature would say, well, step three would be creating a roadmap for how to get there and then having integrity to follow up on that. And so the step three that you're talking about, to me, it, it seems more, it's, it serves a different purpose, it seems to me, rather than actually helping you accomplish the thing that you have envisioned for yourself. It's more like something, uh, a very valuable tool I can use to increase my, I don't know what you'd say, my, my emotional state or to feel, be in a better mood. And uh, it's so it to me it's like serves a different purpose. So um, I'm just taking what you're saying at value sure, that sure, they're, they're sure, connected sure. somehow. Yeah. And so here's the thing, though. Here's the trap of planning a roadmap to getting it is you're planning it based off of your previous experience, which didn't get you to that point. Rather than trusting mm-hmm. more in that state and being in that state will get you there so much faster. Because of a ton of here here and here's what I mean. I want to get into the states, like I said. When you're in a lowly state, like fear, anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. uh, resentment, all these low-hanging kind of spiritual states, you make bad decisions, right? In a very practical mm-hmm. way, your mind is pretty much closed and your heart is definitely yeah. closed. So when you're fighting, that's when you're fighting the things you say. Like I was just reading Real Love by Greg Bear, and he's like, basically, don't say anything when you're angry because it's not going to help because your mind, you're not thinking right and you're not feeling anything for that person, right? Mm-hmm. So for mm-hmm. your own life to make decisions in that state, you can make all the plans in you, that you want and you can, you can manipulate your environment as much as you want to get that goal. But even if you accomplish it, you're not going to experience the rewards because you're still in that lowly state because you're waiting for the thing to give you the joy. And here's the, mm-hmm. here's the difference is you're skipping the doing and you're going straight to the feeling that you would want from the thing. So it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I want to get good grades so that I could feel good about myself. No, how about feel good about yourself and you'll get better grades? Because that's already been Mm -hmm. proven that kids who are loved and are supported by their parents get better grades anyway than kids who are just chucked in a school and forced to work. They don't perform as well because they're coming from a place of stress and anxiety and fear. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so it translates into our daily life where setting goals isn't a bad thing necessarily, but you're setting them from a very limited place, rather experience the rewards of what you're going for first now, and then live in that state. And it's much more likely that you'll find your way there because you are looking for it and you're able to feel you're not, it's like, you're not coming from a place of insecurity whatsoever. Right. And that's again, something that I've been, we have such an addiction to wait for the thing to happen in order to feel good. And it's the opposite of what we're supposed to do. I can see the way that you're living and, mm-hmm. and, and even in our faith is like kunduke and everything is supposed to be in the morning so that you can be in a high state to create your day from that place. And that's not mm-hmm. what everybody does because sometimes people's kunduke is just reading 
and barely awake, you know, and like they're not really getting inspired by what they're reading. But that's the real purpose is that you're ramping up your spirit, your mind, you're opening up to possibility. And then you say, what kind of day am I going to have? And then you charge at the day from that high place because anything mm -hmm. can happen in that high place because you look around and when you see somebody who's really open-minded, open-hearted and like in a high spiritual place, good things happen to them because people want to give them mm -hmm. stuff. They want to like, I like you. What can I do to keep you in my life? You know? And so just the world opens up to you when you are open. The world is mm. closed to you is when all you when you feel closed off. It's just how it is. Mm. Okay, that that's great. What a uh, great explanation, especially that that ending. I'm, I have to make a riff here that when you're closed, the world is closed. It's like saying if you're moving backwards, you're not moving forwards. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> well, just but imagine. No, I, have, you, I have I have an actual point. <laughs> right, um, okay. The uh, that was just something I wanted to say. Funny. Um, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. That totally agree that when you're um, in a, a bad state or like negative anyway, it's really different. You can't make healthy decisions, and no. so there's a lot of value definitely in in uh, putting yourself in a positive state. And that's really a great point we said about what we're. I think when whenever we have a goal, th there's actually an underlining thing. Um, that's motivating it and a desire to yeah. be some, be, have a certain feeling of it be a certain way. It's like, you know, I want to, even if you had a goal to get a promotion, it's like, what, what's underneath that is yeah. it could be the desire for recognition or um, security, right? Even if it means yeah. like a promote, uh, an inc all these things. And, and you can, you don't have to wait until you get the accomplish the goal to have that. You can you know, buy. So what you're talking about is, is bypassing that whole process and creating that as a reality right now. Yeah. Yeah. That, and uh, it, and it's like this this way of this linear processing that people have in, ingrained in them. It's the idea to if you have something and then you'll do something and then you'll be a certain way, right? Yeah. Say like, uh, oh, if I if I was healthy, then I'd start to exercise and then yeah. I'd be happy, something like yeah. that, right? But it's yeah. like the the real way it works is exactly opposite. You you start with the being part and then that affects. The, the doing that comes after it. And then that affects the results that you produce. Yeah, exactly. And there's so many books written about this, but they're a lot of times convoluted or they're just written in a language that's not so relatable. That's why it, it took me so long to get to this place. But I've, I've honestly, I, I just had the sense that I need to ramp it up this month and I have been, and I've been seeing the dividends, you know, the dividends being not worrying because everything's already okay, right? And that a lot of people, especially type A personalities, which I can definitely be, worry about, well, what about my productivity level? And the fact is that you work less hard because work doesn't feel like work. And the stuff that you do ends up having a larger impact anyway, because you're not coming from this small place of desperation, trying to prove yourself. And the things that you do end up lasting longer as well. They have more eternal value because you're more connected to your eternal self, which is this deep sense of security that you're a part of a continuum. You're a part of much, something much larger, which you cannot see when you're just worried about making it. I just need to pay rent this month. And that becomes your focus. Mm -hmm. You become this eternal being that can only focus on making this ridiculously small amount of money so that you could pay rent. And it's just like, it's just living in such a small way that you're cut off to all the other things that are like knocking on your door, but you're not listening because you're just focused on this one very small thing. And that's how we normally live. And so the same goes to you know, start wrapping up um, in, the, in the vein of high noon, 
you know, we, I really see it clearly that we are in the game of reducing the negative and increasing the positive. So the negative things that are destroying your life, taking away your potential, hurting your family, hurting your future family, just like they're, they're like these uh, parasites that are eating away at your hopes and your dreams. And porn is one of the biggest ones in, in the entire known universe. Uh, that getting, of course, getting rid of that is super important, but that leaves a giant gap. It leaves a time, time gap, energy gap. You got to fill that with something very intentional. And the thing is, it's not a good time to, you know, start filling that gap once there's a hole. You start filling it up now by practicing a different alternative, right? You keep on doing the same things and get the same results. You can't just, you know, stop the habits and expect that things are different because like Sammy was saying, they were fulfilling an internal need. So why don't you start to experience something different and try out a different alternative and then your habits will naturally change to suit reaching that end, right? Mm -hmm. So it's changing the means to meet the end, but you've experienced the end already. So you don't have to worry about it, right? It's just like, what if I was a whole person? Would I be yelling at my kids? Would I be yelling at my wife? Would I be, or if you're single, would I be so worried about meeting the right person? No, I know so many people who are shackled. They're totally paranoid about not meeting the right person. And in fact, the the real deep insecurity is that they're not good enough, right? Mm. If you're a really whole person, you can make uh, an amazing relationship with many, many different types of people. So the person is not finding the right person that's really becoming a whole person. And so it changes the state of your questioning and, and all that because you're enough. And it's, it's one thing to hear that and to say that. It's another thing to experience it and you don't have to do anything to experience it. That's the point. That's the point of all this that I'm trying to say. And when you allow yourself to experience it and make it a daily practice, your decision-making will be utterly transformed and your results in time will be shocking. You will live a totally different life because you're doing the, you know, the new agey way of putting it is like, uh, you know, it's one is the Newtonian way, which is cause and effect. And the other one is the quantum way, which is you feel first and then the effects are the result. It's not the effects create the cause. It's you, you create whatever result you want and then the effects support that, right? That's the quanta. So yeah, I, 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 I don't want to get too much into that stuff because it's not really our realm, but uh, I just see the dividends of that formula, which is very clear vision and then to experience that vision in your heart. So your mind is engaged and then your heart is engaged and then you, and then you, and then you just don't worry about how. You don't worry about the details. That's none of your business. You have no idea about the quadrillions of factors involved between you and, and what it is that you're seeking after, right? If it's, a, if, if it's a marriage, how many things are happening to that, even that your potential spouse in the future? Because it's easy to see when anxiety is starting to take over your life, but what if joy started taking over your life with equal amount of force? That's a choice. Mm. It's actually a choice. You did great breaking down the formula and uh, let's apply it directly to recovery. Like you said, that this was a great uh, formula specifically for people in the recovery process. Yeah. So one is to take time to make it a priority to meditate and to pray, to get really deeply internal. Okay. And to start spending time envisioning and feeling that future of what would life be like if I wasn't burdened by this porn, what, what would it be like? What would my relationships be like? And feel those. 
What would my relationships be like with the men in my life and the woman in my life, the parental figures in my life, the younger people that look up to me? What would they feel when they look at me? And how would I feel when I look out at them? And like to play these out and allow yourself to, to, to feel them in, in real time. And then honestly, it's best to do this stuff in the morning if you can. And then to construct a day based on that. And then to create all your habits are just in support of experiencing that more and more and longer and longer. And to try to do that throughout the day, even envision multiple times a day. And until that just starts to eclipse the other emotions that you're used to feeling, which is fear, anxiety, doubt, self-debasing stuff. You know, we have all the, uh, these other tools that I, we can lead you towards, like Ascend program and all that. But honestly, um, it's, it's so valuable that in that, in the, the activity of doing, you're doing it from a high place and you get to that high place on purpose. Because even if you happen to be in a good mood, you don't know how to recreate that if it's circumstantial. Then you're just kind of a victim of circumstances one way or another. Oh, everything's going great. I'm happy. Everything's going bad. I'm sad. But what if you could just maintain that high internal state regardless? And that's what the saints and sages of you know, previous generations have been trying to teach us. Just be here now, but choose how you want to feel here and now. And what that will do will also take away the energy that porn has that when it comes knocking on the door, it's like, why would you go to this dark place if you're happy in the light? That's living in the light, right? You're creating your own light, to use a high noon metaphor. Mm -hmm. It's basically basking in the light. You're sun tanning your spirit. Let's just say that. You're sun tanning, you're, in, you're bathing in the light. Why would you then go scurry off into the darkness? Oh, well said. I don't want to, I mean, this, I feel like this is your formula and I don't want to step on it in any way. But uh, to, to piggyback, <laughs> piggyback one one thing I'd add is uh, in looking for like what this vision is that you're trying to create or actualize for yourself or this, this desire that you have to fulfill, one area to explore that in would be what is the need that you're trying to fill with porn? What is this, the hole that's looking to be filled? Yeah. And focus on that area and applying this and creating a, a high state for yourself in that area. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, because if, you, if you're confused about what, what you do want, because it's, it's, it's an abstraction for a lot of people. Like, what kind of life do I actually want? Mm -hmm. uh, most people don't know how to answer that question. Well, a good place to start is the opposite of whatever you're doing that is causing you a great deal of pain, right? Right. <laughs> so what if that wasn't in your life? Then how would you feel, right? So that's, mm -hmm. that's a great question. If you weren't totally being dominated by this thing, what would you like to be dominated by? All right. Awesome. Thanks, Andrew, for that uh, tour of your mind. <laughs> and yeah, this is it's and and the the this has uh, legs to stand on. Right? You've been applying this in your own life for a while, and you've been also brand you've been branching out and having other people apply this in their lives. The people that you're working with, the the groups that you're leading, the people that you're an accountability partner for, that you're supporting. And it's yeah. proven to have great results. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody has like a different understanding of spirituality and a language that really resonates with them. But this is really a consortium of a lot of years of practice that kept me away from a really dark place myself. I could have easily gotten really bummed out a couple of years ago when I started really taking this stuff seriously. And instead, I, I have more energy than ever, right? I have more hope for my future than ever because I've learned how to experience hope 
<laughs> you know, and there's no mm-hmm. necessarily more evidence externally for me to feel this way. It's just I've convinced myself because otherwise, why would I convince myself that things are going to get worse? That's dumb, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, if you guys have any more questions, please let us know. And um, yeah, we're always just trying to inform your journey so that you can do both. One, get, remove this gunk that's been holding you back, these chains that have been holding you back, and then also accelerate your journey towards the place where you want to go. But you need to know where that place is. You have to have some sense anyway. And so we're always here to help if you have any questions. And if you don't have any questions, we'll also be here. I don't know what Sammy's going to be doing, but uh, we'll be having a good time. We're just, we're, we just That's what we do. We just sit in our little boxes waiting for people to <laughs> come with their questions. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll talk to you later. Talk to you again. How is 2020 going to go? You tell me. It depends on what you invest into 2020. And if you want to start the year out right, then I absolutely encourage you to join a High Noon Connect group. We have curricula, we have groups meeting together every week, and it's going to be moving to a semester system. That means for three months, everybody in High Noon Connect is going to be marching along towards progress hand in hand. So if you're single and you want to prepare well for marriage, or if you are married already and you want to get the most out of your marriage and be a better spouse or a better parent, then please join a group. Everybody should be in a group. And if you don't sign up in December, you're going to miss the boat because we're going to close the doors in January for three months. We're going to close the doors to this semester system in January and we won't reopen until three months later. So please sign up for a group now if you want to ensure growth If you want to make growth inevitable, then surround yourself with the right people and fill your brain with the right knowledge and take the right actions to develop the right habits and you will get exactly to where you want to be. So sign up now. Go to highnoon.org and sign up for an Ascend group. We will help you out. See you there.